0: The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network.
1: Here's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Podcast. Saban retires. The NFL regular season ends. The coaching carousel begins. NFL playoffs and a recap of the college football championship. That's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Podcast. From Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network, you're listening to the Sports Stove Podcast with your host, Vince Stover. Hey,
0: good what you got
1: about something me. Welcome in to an all-new edition of the Sports Stove Podcast presented by Righteous Felon Jerky. Join the flavor revolution today at RighteousFelon.com. Use the promo code STOVE15 at checkout. That's going to get you fifteen percent off your purchase, and uh, we sure would love to have you join the righteous felon family as well. I'm Vince Stover, joined as I am every Wednesday by my dad, Dale Stover. Dad, how you doing? Doing good, boy. A lot, lot going
0: on in the football world here, kind of in the last week and even in the last couple of days. So uh, a lot going on, exciting time, stuff to keep up with.
1: Yeah, well, the last couple hours, uh, it has. <laughs> It has been quite the – definitely the last – the week so far has been full of sports news, a lot of things going on, a lot of things happening. And uh, then just about an hour before I took off for church tonight, the news comes across the uh, phone, Nick Saban retiring at Alabama. And uh, that's in and of itself an incredible story. But immediately that turns to the question of who's going to take his place? Um, There's nobody in-house to really – take his place right now. So um, Saban announcing he's retired, first of all, a great job, um, where they did not have this leaked. Um, I mean, they held it on to it up until it happened pretty much. So, um, But it's wild when you have a guy like Nick Saban retiring. On the same day we found out Pete Carroll was not going to be the coach in Seattle anymore, it's just kind of been a weird day overall. But let's start with Saban, your thoughts on him as a coach and what he's going to leave behind in uh, Alabama.
0: Well, he, um, you know, I, he was he definitely one of the best college coaches, I think, um, of all time. He's done great. You know, he did great at Michigan State. He did great at LSU and, of course, has built, you know, a dynasty at Alabama. And um, I remember, you know, when there were, it was a long time when Alabama was struggling, went through several different coaches and things, you know, they just didn't have the right coach and Saban um, came in. Uh, it was interesting cause he, you know, not an Alabama grad or anything like that, but, uh, came in and, and really organized the program, um, in a lot of ways. And of course, you know, was a great coach, was a great recruiter. Um, you know, the, you know, he, he, he created, um, a, a, a situation there that just, you know, was going to have success year after year. So, um, It'll be interesting. I think it will change um, when he leaves. You know, um, I was thinking about that um, today that, you know, well, maybe, you know, boy, he's got a lot built up there and, you know, things can you know, run along for a year or two. But now everything's changed with the portal and all that. Um, I, I was reading just a little bit ago where an hour after one of the big recruits found out confirmed for sure that he was leaving, you know, uh, he decommitted. And so, you know, that's going to change altogether. Whoever does come in and take it over um, will have to start now as far as the organization there and, um, you know, the legacy they built in Alabama, I think that will help for a while. But, um, you know, this whole transfer portal thing um, really changes a situation like this. And, um, you know, again, it's just happened for a few hours. So it's hard to tell, um, you know, where Alabama will look, um, how they'll go about doing it. Obviously it's a job that a lot of people I'm sure, uh, would like to have, um, in a lot of ways. I mean, following a guy like Saban is going to be hard, yeah. uh, but there's a lot there at Alabama and of course in the sec, of course the sec is fixing, you know, um, to change, you know, with more teams coming in next year. um, Things are going to be in flux, I think, for four or five years for college football to kind of get stabilized in a lot of ways, Um, you know, with the new bowl system, uh, with the new conference alignments. um, And, you know, I, I think something will be done to try to help with the NIL and the portal thing. Um, but all that's going to be going on here for a while. So, but Nick Saban, a great coach. Um, I heard some talk a week ago about, um, some of the coaches, you know, felt like coaches ought to be the ones that help try to solve this portal and NIL problem. And, uh, I heard Nick Saban's name come up as he would be, a you know, um, A great guy maybe to inject some common sense into this so yeah it'd be interesting to see what he does um you know following his time there
1: yeah i mean well first of all yeah he's a great coach um one of the things that made him great was his ability to adjust with the times um he didn't get stuck in you know one way and that's the only way no they they I'm sure they did their fair share of paying players before the NIL situation, but they weren't the only ones and they did it successfully. NIL came and they've, they succeeded there as well. They've won championships. They've been at the top uh, for a very long time, even when they didn't win, they were still there towards the top. Um, So there's a lot there. You said, you know, and I think you caught yourself after you said it, but uh, you know, this is a job that a lot of people would want. Well, I mean, might want to wait, wait a turn. <laughs> let somebody else take the first shot at it, and then come in after that guy. Uh, I saw one person said bring back Mike Shula, which was very sarcastic. Um, and uh, uh, I saw um, uh, what's the guy's name Jones that was at Tennessee Butch Jones. Saw a picture of Butch Jones. Uh, you know those kinds of things. There's nobody, like I said, there's nobody in house really to take over this program. They hadn't prepared. Um, Saban had not prepared his staff To have someone take his place And so You got a bunch of names out there Most of them are goofy Um, You have heard Dan Lanning Who's in Oregon right now And was at Georgia before Um, That makes, I guess, a little sense Kalen DeBoer Who's been a great coach as well Dabo Sweeney's name has been thrown out there But I don't think Alabama wants Dabo Sweeney I could be wrong uh, But I don't think they do Mike Norvell, Florida State coach. I even saw James Franklin's name come up. Surely that's not a real option. Um, But two names that were intriguing that I've heard so far, Dad. One is, I think, still a little out there, but Deion Sanders, um, where he could come over. He would inject a ton of energy and kind of keep some of the things going. But I think I I don't see that being the kind of guy they want to bring in. But the interesting name, Dad, is D'Amico Ryans, Houston Texans head coach. Uh, this year, he was paid four million dollars, just a little over four million dollars, to coach the Texans. Alabama could easily play pay him twelve million if if they wanted to, and uh, so I think that's a really interesting name. He's an alum as well, um, and he's young enough where maybe the workload at Alabama, uh, you know, I think one of the things Saban, we've seen it in college basketball with Shashevsky as well. Uh, this this new age of transfer portal, NIL, all that stuff. Really wears on the coaches a lot more than the previously, and it was already a hard job. College coaching is a million times harder than professional coaching with all the recruiting, all the babysitting, all the things like that. Um, but like I said, D'Amico Ryan's might just be young enough, um, where this is something that would really intrigue him, and I'm sure the money would be phenomenal. Although I'm sure Houston's willing to give him a a pay raise as well. But then you got guys like Mike Vrabel, who just got fired in Tennessee. Ryan Day up at Ohio State. There's there's a lot of names out there. Nobody has a clue what it's going to be. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's going to be really interesting to see what Alabama decides to do, which direction they go, and uh, and then how the guy who fills in for Nick Saban, how that goes. Uh, I'm not real sure. I mean, I would take the job. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not sure that would be the dream job right now. Is the takeover right after Nick Saban retires? So. Um, it was interesting news, to say the least, uh, this afternoon. And we'll continue to keep an eye on the process of hiring a new head coach at Alabama, as I'm sure. Um, I wouldn't think it takes too horribly long, would you? I mean, I, if it makes it a month without hiring somebody, I'd be shocked.
0: Yeah, I, they, I don't think they'll want it to take too long just because, again, of the portal and everything going on. The next signing day is going to be here in February coming up. Um, so I think they'll want to get things, um, going there. I would think the people in Alabama, the ones making the decisions, um, you know, they may have known, I would think they knew a little bit quicker what was coming and they may, you know, they may have a plan. I wouldn't think they'd be starting from scratch, um. It was funny, like I said, it was hard for me to think of a name, but the first one name that really popped in my mind is one you mentioned and you kind of dismissed quickly, but um, James Franklin will make a real run at this. There's no doubt about that. Whether they'll be interested in him, would it make any sense, but he will be a guy that that if he hasn't sent his resume yet, he he, he will make a run at this because that just – Look at where he's moved, and he's been in the SEC um, before. And um, you know we'll, we'll see, but that was a name that popped up in my mind.
1: Yes, he will make a run at it. I don't think Alabama will be making a run to him. Um, I think the James Franklin play, Dad, is your classic. Get his name in the news so that Penn State has to give him a pay raise, and uh, he'll use this as leverage to get to get himself a new extension. And uh, that's what I expect that from James Franklin. I would be floored if Alabama goes out and gets James Franklin. That, that would surprise me um, a lot. I, I would not be surprised if it's a guy from the NFL. Maybe not a head coach, um, but a guy from the NFL that's on a coaching staff right now. Um, you know, I mean, you got guys like Raheem Morris, who's been an NFL head coach before. Um, somebody like that. Uh, maybe even Aaron Glenn, who's had a lot of talk about you know, getting a job as an NFL head coach as well—that uh, I think that's the direction they go. I don't know if there's a current head coach in college football. I mean, Kirby's Smart, but he's not going to leave Georgia for Alabama. Um, Dabo again, maybe, I, maybe, but I don't know that that's what they wanted Alabama. Um, so I don't know. It's interesting. I, who would you go for if you're Alabama? What who's a name that you say? Yeah, that's a guy we've got to go take a swing at.
0: Well, I, I, again, I, I've not had enough of a list in front of me. I think, I think your idea of the NFL is the way be a good, good way that they would go. And, uh, depending on who the assistants are, um, I don't know that they'll go with an alum because they've tried that before and, and that puts added pressure, I think on the situation. So I think someone coming in, um, you know, it does have some, maybe somewhat of a college coaching background would be good, but um, I I don't know. Of course, Sarkeesian was from there too, but I don't think he's set, set to leave right now. Uh, Jimbo Fisher's available, but I,
1: I don't think they're looking at one either. So. I saw Mark Stoops' name come up as well. I mean, there's just some wild names out there. Yeah. Um, see, you talked about the alum. I, D'Amico Ryans, I think, would be the exception to that because he's had success coaching. Um, and he's had success coaching in the NFL versus success coaching at USF or, you know, another small school, whatever there may be. There's, there's plenty of guys with ties. Um, I'd just be interested to see. I mean, you know, man, they had ties to Belichick. Now, I'm not saying Belichick's going to go there, but think of guy, Belichick guys, rables a Belichick guy. Um, you know, I, I don't know it's, and he's an Ohio state guy as well, but I think those are the kind of names to watch out for right now. Um, I, I don't know. I don't, to me, there's not a guy in college football that makes me go, yeah, we got to go get that guy. Um, I, I can't think of anybody. I mean, Kirk, Kirby smart would be the one, I guess, but he's not leaving. Um, Dabo would be the next closest Jim Harbaugh maybe, but he's not going to go either. So, I mean, it's, uh, it's a weird I don't know. We're at a weird spot. So anyways, Nick Saban retires. Um, he, he goes into the sunset. And, uh, and fortunately for him, it was his choice. Uh, but in the NFL, coaches are walking into the sunset not being their choice as seven NFL jobs are currently open. The Raiders, Panthers, Chargers, Falcons, Commanders, Titans, and the Seahawks uh, opened up today. And uh, so interesting jobs there. Let's start with the, when you look at those jobs, which one's the most enticing to go to right now, if you get the the pick of your litter uh, right now?
0: Well, I think it's probably the Chargers, just because in the NFL you need a quarterback, and that is the one team that has their quarterback. They've got some other um, players that go along with it. I think when you look at, at at the at you know the teams, um, like I said, everyone you know quarterback is is the key position, and that one that one has a good quarterback. So I think I think the Chargers was probably um, you know the number one job out of them. Um, the other one that would seem interesting to me, just because of their success that they've had, might be the Seahawks job. Um, they don't necessarily have their their quarterback but that's a, they've got some talent there also
1: yeah i've got the seahawks as third on my list dad um the falcons are high for me because they don't have the quarterback but they've got a lot of other things uh, they, they a ton of offensive talent and if they can go out and get a quarterback whether it's trading for justin fields or trading up in the draft to draft a kid again or maybe go out and get a more of a veteran guy As you've seen what the Browns have done this year. So maybe go out and get a veteran guy to kind of carry the load for a little bit, whatever it may be. To me, the Falcons are really intriguing. I would probably still put the Chargers first um, because their division isn't super strong either. Denver's, you know, we don't know what they are. The Raiders don't know really. They're not that great. The Chiefs are good, um, but, but they're not what they were. And the Falcons, though, are obviously in a horrible division. So so that's one that intrigues you probably as well. But the Seahawks have a lot of talent, similar to Atlanta, just more veteran talent um, in Seattle. But you also got to deal with San Francisco. You also got to deal with the Rams. And say what you will, but you got to deal with the Cardinals too. And I don't think the Cardinals are that far away from being competitive again. So um, that would be tough. Uh, Panthers is probably the last on my list uh, of this group, Dan. Um, I like the Commanders. I think they've got some stuff that you can work with. The Titans. Uh, Titans and Raiders are kind of both in a similar boat to me, Dad. I don't. Neither one of those excite me. Um, and so I kind of go Titans, Raiders towards the bottom, uh, Panthers at the bottom, Seahawks, Commanders in the same general area, Falcons and Chargers. Um, but it's interesting. The candidates, here's some names out there right now, the most popular names that are out there. Jim Harbaugh. Um, seems all but a lot to leave and come to the NFL. Uh, I predict he goes to the chargers, uh, Mike Rabel now available. And it wasn't that long ago. He was coach of the year. He'd gotten to the playoffs, uh, several times, what four out of six years, something like that. Um, and now he's available. Um, Bill Belichick is not currently available, but could be Ben Johnson and, uh, Aaron Glenn, the OC and DC and, and Detroit, Dan Quinn, DC in Dallas. Bobby Slowick from Houston, offensive coordinator. Eric Bieniemy from Washington. Mike McDonald, defense coordinator, Baltimore. Brian Callahan uh, with family ties in the NFL, offensive coordinator, Cincinnati. Steve Wilkes and Raheem Moore, both defensive coordinators as well with the 49ers and Rams uh, um, there. So there's a lot of names, some with experience, uh, head coaching experience, some not. To me, I think you got to look at, I think you have to look at hardball, especially if you have a quarterback. I think Vrabel and Dan Quinn are guys that I'm really intrigued by as well. Um, is there any name that you just think of that hey, this is a guy to keep an eye on as a head coaching prospect?
0: Well, I, I looked at them a week ago. Um, a list of, of prospects, and like I said, you have the 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 bigger name guys. I think you know guys like Quinn and and. Um, you know, different ones there. The guy in Houston just kind of jumped out to me, kind of interesting there, with Slowick, I believe it is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think he's a guy that'll get serious looks, and he's a guy that could be one of the next young coaches to come up that have um have success there. Um, wow. But like I said, they're, they're, you know, there's lots of assistants. Um, interesting, you know, I, I'll be interested to see what happens with Harbaugh. Um, I, I'm not sure, you know... Um, Of course, he had some success in the NFL. Then, you know, he got let go in the NFL. He tried to get a job. Was it last year or the year before? And did not get hired. Um, I don't know that he's a great pro NFL coach. I'm not sure that fits him. Um, I, you know, I I think it would take the right organization for him to fit because he's, he's a, a little bit of a unique personality. Um, and I, you know, I, I'm, I'm not convinced he will be, you know, he will turn anybody around right away. Uh, he may get, he may get a job. Um, you know, I, I think he would expect to, but like I said, he made a run at it before. And that was real interesting that he didn't, he did not get hired. So, um, you know, I think variable, um, Will, I think that would make some sense. He has experience. I could see him definitely getting a job out of this. And um, you never know. Um, like I said, there's seven teams right now. We talked just briefly today, and um, you know, I, I think there's maybe three teams that are in the playoffs that if they lost their opening playoff game, and probably none of the three will. I, you know, would there be a coaching change there? It's, it's some teams. So, uh, and that would change things uh, drastically there also. So, you know, I, I think, you know, we, we talked about, I think you're looking at Dallas. If they lost their first game, I don't think it'd be wise to change. I don't know that they will. Uh, I think Buffalo, they've had a tough season if they lost their first game. And um, even though he's only been there a couple of years, Philadelphia is really underachieved. Um, You know, what happens if they lose their first game? Probably all three of those coaches were pretty safe, I think, being equal. But um, any of those jobs would change things um, drastically because you're talking about teams, again, that um, all
1: three of them have quarterbacks. So the Philadelphia deal, first of all, would you consider him as underachieving had he not lost, what, five of his last six? <laughs> I mean, the record's not bad. It's just that he lost the last uh, – he went on a slide there at the end. Cool. Um, I don't think he's at risk of losing his job yet. Dallas, you know, I don't know. I, to me, I, I think McCarthy's safe. I think that's just the uh, media stirring things up there. I, I don't think you have to worry about McCarthy. Again, if he gets blown out 40-something to nothing – you know, the offense doesn't put up anything, then maybe it, but I don't think so. Um, You know, so I, I I don't know. I don't, I don't see, you think you see a whole lot of issues there. Buffalo, same thing. I mean, and I know there's some issues with Stefan Diggs, but I don't, I think overall people were happy there. Um, So I'd be surprised because they made an offensive coordinator change and they won what their last six or five of their last six. So, I think, with, I think everybody's safe that's in the playoffs right now. Now, you could see someone leave. Mike Tomlin, there's talks about that. Mike Tomlin still decide he's done in Pittsburgh. Uh, but, you know, and I think you could always see Andy Reid retire. I mean, he's at that point in his career now. You could see that happen, too. But getting fired, I'd be shocked if a playoff coach gets fired um, at the end of the day. Uh, I predicted the day on Twitter. I, I put it out there. I have the Raiders. Sticking with Antonio Pierce. If he doesn't go to uh, Las Vegas, by the way, Pierce is a name. I know he's already got a job interview lined up with somebody. I forget if it's Atlanta or Carolina. But um, so if he doesn't stay in Vegas, he probably gets hired somewhere. Uh, I got Bobby Slowick going to the Panthers. Jim Harbaugh to the Chargers. Ben Johnson, the Lions OC to the Falcons. I've got the in in Washington. I think the new owner there, um, he's going to go a little bit a different direction and uh, give the enemy a shot. Uh, Brian Callahan, I see landing in Tennessee. Dan Quinn with Seattle, as he was there previously, defensive coordinator. And then I've got Mike Vrabel with New England. Uh, again, it hasn't officially opened up yet, uh, but I have a feeling that that, that could, uh, that, that's where he would go if it opens up. That'd be his first first choice um, to get out there. Other things that happened in the NFL, Giants and uh, their very good defensive coordinator, Week Martindale parting ways, uh, and he's allowed to go wherever he wants. There's issues there between him and Dayball, and uh, so Wink Wink resigns. Uh, the Bears got rid of their offense coordinator and Luke Getzi, which I've been saying needed to happen for a while, since they hired him, really. Um, and the Jaguars fired their D.C. as well. So there's there's staff spots open. There will be more once these hires take place, and we'll continue to talk about it uh, throughout the, the offseason as well. Um, let's talk about Jameis Winston real quick, dad. Uh, into the Saints, uh, Falcons game, Saints blowing out the Falcons. The Saints were in victory formation and they handed off to Jamal Williams to get him a touchdown. Now, Jamal Williams last year led the league in touchdowns, he had zero this year. Um, the uh, coach there in New Orleans and all of a sudden, uh, and, uh Dennis Allen, uh, he uh, he he said, Hey, I told him to take the knee. They asked if they could if Williams get a touchdown. He said no. Jameis Winston says it was a team decision. The players decided we were going to do this. They run the ball, get the touchdown for Jamal Williams. Obviously, Arthur Smith, not happy about it, yells at Dennis Allen after the game. Dennis Allen says I told him not to do it. Um, anyways, Jameis Winston. The you gotta appreciate the love for the for his teammates but there's no way he's on New Orleans next year after directly going against the coach's uh, decision here right at the end. Um, so Jameis Winston's in another colored jersey next year, isn't he?
0: Yeah, I I, I would think, you know, they've, they've got to make a move on that. Um, no doubt about it. I mean, you know, the coaching staff has to, the coach has to have the say on that. And, you know, you get a player um, that feels like, you know, you know, he, he can, he can do something on his own. And like I said, I don't think Winston is that, you know, he, he's not the guy long-term there anyhow. So I would think, yeah, there would definitely be a move there.
1: Well, and you know, they're talking about John Gruden coming and working with, uh, directly with Drew, not Drew Brees with, uh, Derek Carr. Um, and so there's, there's this possibility, um, that, that they, you know, they, I mean, Derek Carr's the guy. They seem to have in mind to stick around and be the quarterback. So that's interesting for sure. Um, Amy Trask, who was tied with the Raiders for many years, she has a podcast now with Susie. um, And she said on their podcast, Susie Schuster, excuse me, uh, Rich Eisen's wife, on their What the Football podcast, she said she was in Oakland when Dennis Allen was the coach there. And she said Dennis Allen had no authority with his players. Um, He he got walked over by his players. And she had no respect for him. And uh, I thought that was really interesting to hear. I said all year that New Orleans was a coach away from being good. And I just don't think he's the guy. He's a great defensive mind. But I just don't think he's the guy at the head coach. That's before I heard what Amy Trask had to say. That's interesting to me. I, I Man, it's just not a good look for New Orleans. And again, I appreciate Jameis Winston's love for Jamal Williams and his desire for him to get that touchdown. You can, you can appreciate that, but it's the wrong decision to make uh, there. And um, you know, New Orleans has already said Dennis Allen's coming back. So that means Jameis Winston is going to have to go. Dad, I put a poll out on Twitter this week as well uh, about Justin Fields. I said, if you're Justin Fields, um, what team would do you want to be the quarterback for uh, next season? Uh, So, obviously, with the Bears with the number one overall pick, they could uh, draft Caleb Williams and trade Justin Fields away, or they can keep Fields and go a different direction. So, the options that I gave on Twitter were the Bears, the Commanders, the Falcons, and the Raiders. So, if you're Justin Fields, what team do you want to be the quarterback for next year?
0: Um, Of those teams, probably the Falcons. Um, I would think with the weapons and stuff they have, um, that might be the one I was thinking today a little bit about him and where would he go? And um some reason the Vikings popped up in my mind. Um, you know, it's in the division, they have a lot of talent there. Um, you know, they they may be very well staying with Kirk Cousins. Um, but I kind of thought about that. But of the names you threw out. Um, I would think probably Atlanta, of course, anytime you talk about the Raiders, you know, you got Devonte Adams, which is definitely going to be a positive, I think for, um, the quarterback there now, but the bears wouldn't trade him to Minnesota, would they? Well, you wouldn't think so, but the bear, I, you never know what the bears were going to do. So, um, and Ryan I, is still the GM, so Lord only knows what, <laughs> what yeah. movie he'll make. Good yeah, point. I, I I don't think they would because, like you said, it's right there in the division. But um, so, like I said, the the ones you give, I would think Atlanta would be a thing. It would be interesting to see. I think for um, Justin Fields, the best thing would be that he could get traded. I think that would be better for him. Um, On the other hand, I was, you know, I'm never too surprised about what the Bears do. But the fact that they kept the coach – does make me think maybe they would keep fields because um, if you bring in Caleb Williams or whoever um, you've got to figure, maybe there's going to be it take a little bit of time. And I don't think Eberflus has much more time. I'm not sure the right. GM has a lot more time. I don't think it's a deal where this team can say, okay, Now we've got the pieces in place. Give us a couple years and we'll have things going. I'm not sure that if they bring in a new coach, yes. Then I think they could go that route, bring in a new quarterback, change the culture, change the system, and uh, go that way. But keeping the coach the way it is, I mean, he's got to be on a little bit of a
1: short leash. I don't think there's any doubt about it. Well, but doesn't a new quarterback give him a longer leash? I mean – you're already changing the offense coordinator. So, I mean, you're already making that move on offense. Um, I think the rookie quarterbacks give you more leash as a general manager and as a coach, you're like, Hey, we just drafted this guy. You got to give him some time. And uh, so honestly, changing the offensive coordinator brings that offensive change. Um, now granted, they could hire somebody that has a similar system or whatever, but um, I don't know. Yeah. I agree with you though. I think fields, I think it'd be good for him to get out. Atlanta did win the poll, by the way. 36% of the votes went to Atlanta, 30% stayed at Chicago, 23% to Vegas, and 11% to the Commanders. And we had one comment. Um, Now, he is a Steelers fan, but he said the Steelers. Um, And I asked him, I said, uh, so the Pickett era is over. And he said, a Steelers fan since 1974. To me, Pickett, Rudolph, Trubisky era's I have all run their course. Uh, so the Steelers is an interesting one though, too. Um, If they choose to move on from picket fields, you know, I mean, you could trade Pickett for fields and give Chicago picket and a rookie quarterback, you know, um, I don't know who knows. Uh, Trubisky could go back. They could trade Trubisky back to Chicago. <laughs> have some More run. I don't know. Go out and sign Jay Cutler while you're at it. Um, yeah. That's why we love the bears because they are always um, the bears. Uh, so it is what it is. Uh, before we transition to the NFL playoffs, dad, I want to let everybody know about SeatGeek. If you're gonna buy tickets to go to a game, you need to go through seatgeek.com and our network, the Belly Up Sports Network. Uh, if you use the promo code BellyUpSports, you're gonna get twenty dollars off your first purchase. Uh, again at seatgeek.com, promo code bellyupsports, sports, get twenty dollars off your first purchase. Uh, if you use SeatGeek and use that code. And of course, also a reminder about Righteous Felon Jerky. It's time to join the flavor revolution and you can do it at RighteousFelon.com. Promo code sto 15 saves you 15% off your purchase. I am getting ready to make another order soon. I use that code, save me some money and give me some great jerky. So go to RighteousFelon.com and use the code STOVE15. At checkout for 15% off your purchase. All right, Dad, let's get into the playoffs. And the wild card weekend is upon us. Uh, Saturday's first game is the Cleveland Browns, Joe Flacco, and the Cleveland Browns at the Houston, Texas rookie CJ Stroud. Uh, D'Amico Ryan's maybe the next Alabama coach. Uh, they're all there ready to go. The Browns defense has been amazing. Uh, Flacco has done what he needs to do. But this Browns team is all about that defense. And last time Houston played them and lost, they did not have C.J. Stroud as their quarterback. Um, This is a really intriguing game because I like Houston better than Cleveland. But I don't know that I trust Houston uh, right now. I definitely don't trust Cleveland. I do trust their defense. So I'm going to say I'm I'm cheering for the Texans. I'm not even going to pick this game. I'm just cheering for the Texans. How do you feel this game goes uh, Cleveland at Houston?
0: Well, I, um, I'm definitely, I would like to see Houston win. I think the you know, DeMarco Rhimes has done great. CJ Stroud has done great. And um, I, you know, I'd like to see Houston win, but I, I I don't know that I would pick against Cleveland in this Cleveland's got a defense. um, And, um, you know, they got a veteran with Flacco and um, they've been tough all year. And I, I if I was gonna you know, um, you know we did picks on this, so I, I picked Cleveland, even though I you know I won't be disappointed at all for Houston. I'm kind of like you, I'll be for Houston, but um I, I think Cleveland will probably win this one.
1: I actually picked Houston in our picks, and by the way, you can go on Twitter at sports stove. I'm gonna post the link and you can join our playoff picks competition um, where you pick through the whole playoffs, kind of like the NCAA tournament. Get points for each round, all that kind of stuff. So I'll post the link on at Sports Stove on Twitter. Um, if you'd like to join, uh, join the uh pick 'em that we're doing, I did pick um Houston in this game, dad. I, I really just don't know which way it's going to go though. Um, but you know, CJ Stroud has played really well as a rookie. Uh, Flacco could always turn back to his old days, you know, not not old Baltimore days, but. Uh, the days where he didn't have a team to sign with, so, <laughs> so um, that's why I picked Houston. We'll see if uh, we'll see how that, how that one goes. The other Saturday game is uh, the Dolphins at the Chiefs. Dolphins losing to Buffalo last week um, puts them in a bad situation. They travel to Kansas City. The weather's going to be horrendous. The crowd, of course, at Kansas City is crazy. Um, Tyreek Hill comes home for the playoffs. Kansas City's not been playing great. Um, and, uh, so I don't know, how, how do you view this one breaking down?
0: Well, this would be a very interesting game too. Um, you know, it's one I won't be able to watch because the NFL has put this on, uh, you know, um, on, on a restricted deal with Peacock, but, um, it, it would be a great game to see, um, Kansas city has struggled and they've, and they are at home and there is issues with the weather. But again, I picked Miami in this one. I think Miami, for the most part, has played well. Uh, They have had some injuries. Um, So in a lot of ways, it'd be easy to go with the home team of Kansas City. But uh, Kansas City has struggled here. And I just think Miami may rebound in this one.
1: And so I I did pick the the, uh, road team on this one also with Miami. I will not be shocked at all if Tua fails miserably in this game. Uh, but I picked Miami also. Um, they're just playing better football than Kansas City right now. So uh, so I went with Miami as well. Uh, let's see here. Sunday, the 1 o'clock game, Steelers at Bills. Bills have been playing, well, winning. I don't know they've been playing great football, but they've been winning football games very consistently over these last six weeks. Um, the Buffalo hosting, you know, it's going to be nasty weather there too, of course. The Steelers are playing Mason Rudolph as their starting quarterback. Uh, sign me up for the Bills. I feel pretty comfortable picking the Bills in this game.
0: Yes, I, I picked the Bills in this one, too, just because I think they're playing well and they're playing at home. Um, Pittsburgh is a team, again, it's got, got a great defense, and uh, they've even been scoring some points here lately. But I think Buffalo is is, is you know peaking, heading in the right direction here and being at home, so I, I picked Buffalo on this one.
1: Uh, Packers at Cowboys. This is, of course, the game we're the most interested in. Uh, for what, 4 four thirty 30 kickoff. Um, Mike McCarthy coaching against his old team. It's not the first time he's faced the Packers since he's been in Dallas. Dallas has the high-scoring offense. They have a very good defense. Um, they beat Washington handily in the last week. Packers are playing decent football, but they have their, their issues. And there is, you know, a touchdown underdog here to Dallas. Are you able to put your bias aside to pick this game or are you just going Packers all in?
0: Um, Well, I'm, yeah, no, I can't put my bias aside because if, you know, again, I, I, I think Dallas very easily um, could win this. I think the Packers will play well, though. I think they've been playing well. Um, I think the fact that they're a young team is going to both help and hurt them. I think um, it'll help them. in the fact that there's not pressure on them, these guys will come ready to play, but if they make young mistakes, you know, which they did earlier in the year, you know, if you have a stupid penalty, you have a drop, you have something like that, they probably won't be able to overcome that maybe with Dallas I think Green Bay, one advantage they have is the pressure is on Dallas. No matter what you say, you know, they're, well, they're, they're at home and they're the favorite. But all that, I think, adds pressure. I think if, if Green Bay, I think, I think LeFleur will have a great plan. And if, if they can stay close, if you get to the fourth quarter and Green Bay is tied or ahead or within a touchdown, then we'll see if Dallas can get it together or not. Now, if Dallas gets rolling and they're up by 10, 14 at half, you know, get the ball in the second half, okay, then we may have trouble keeping up with them. Um, but if Green Bay can stay close or get ahead or be just be able to control the ball and drive the ball down the field, um, their offense is going to be tough to stop. Defense is, you know, Dallas has a good defense, no doubt about it. But uh, LaFleur showed he can come up with a good plan, and now that Love has bought into it, um, you know, I, it'll be interesting. The offensive line will have to play well, but they have played well lately. And we'll see again where they're at on injuries. I think most guys will be back um, on this one, and um, we will see. So um, I did pick Green Bay for the upset. You know, I won't be shocked at all. Um, If Dallas wins, I think it's a success for Green Bay to make the playoffs. I think it'll be great experience for these guys to experience a playoff game, Um, you know, no matter what the outcome is. But I don't think Green Bay is looking at it just as, well, hey, we're happy to be here and we'll do the best we can. I think think they're going to go all in and I think they'll give the Cowboys a good game.
1: The one thing you didn't mention the whole time you're talking was Joe Barry's defense. I mean, you're talking about trying it's gonna be hard to stop the offense. The reality is is is, is well, yeah, it is. It's gonna be really hard because Joe Barry's an idiot and needs to be fired. And and there's gonna be a lot of struggle with that. They can they're gonna deep bomb us and they're gonna give us all kinds of problems. If for some reason the DBs show up, if Jair Alexander grows up and starts playing like Jair Alexander. Um, If the safeties play way better than they're supposed to, um, then there's a shot. Now, I told you on November 29th, if the Packers make the playoffs, they're going to the Super Bowl. So I have to pick the Packers. I am picking the Packers. Um, The Packers should not win this game. (laughs) Plain and simple. They should not win this game. But the offense is playing well. That's the highlight. Uh, Aaron Jones is healthy. He's a top running back in the NFL. So I think that you know, the defense is the question. And uh, if Joe Barry blows it, he gets fired. Um, hopefully they don't even let him back on the bus. And uh, we'll go from there move on to the next next season. But I picked the Packers because I said they'd go to the Super Bowl if they made the playoffs. So so I kind of have to pick them. Um, Rams and the Lions. Matt Stafford comes home to Detroit in a playoff game where they have not hosted a playoff game in over 30 years. And now Stafford could come in and break their hearts all over again by beating Detroit. The other option is the Lions could win. And Jared Goff gets the last laugh from the yeah. Goff-Stafford trade. Um, I'm picking the Rams. I just don't believe the Lions right now. And I think Stafford's the better quarterback. Williams has been really solid at running back. Their defense is playing well. The Rams are that team that everyone has kind of said these last two or three weeks, Man, you don't want to face them in the playoffs, and the Lions get to face them. Uh, I could be wrong, but uh, that's I'm picking the Rams in this one. How about you?
0: Ah, uh, yes, I'm picking the Rams too because I think you know the Rams are, are one of the hot teams. They're playing well. They have more experience here in the playoffs um I think they have been in the playoffs for a long time yeah they're they're hosting but um I you know I, I think the Rams should should be able to handle this um again you know the the Lions got some good players and they've had games where they've played real well but um, I wouldn't say they've played great in the last half of the season here and um, the Rams have so um, again it could be a little prejudice here but um yeah I definitely picked the Rams
1: Okay. Uh, Eagles and Bucks is the last one. I've been on the Baker train all year long, but I will tell you that my stop is right here. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go <laughs> Philadelphia. They've not been playing great football, um, but man, they got a good team. And the Bucks, they've got some weapons and they've got some good things going for them all year. And even though they're at home, I really feel like Philadelphia is going to wake up here in the playoffs. And uh, so I'm picking Philadelphia over the Bucks. I don't know what I didn't even look to see what the line is. I'll I'll say Bucks cover, uh, but but the Eagles win the game uh, here. I, I would assume the Bucks are the, the underdogs. Um, anyways, what's your thoughts on Eagles Buccaneers?
0: Yeah, I, I, I think the Eagles the Eagles have a better football team. I don't think there's any doubt about it. And um, again, they're gonna have to rebound because they've struggled here a little bit. But um, they should be ready to go. They might even make a run here in the playoffs. In some ways, I don't expect that. But they've got the talent, too. Uh, there's no doubt about it. So even though it's at Tampa Bay, I, I would have to agree. I think the Eagles, um, Eagles should win this one.
1: Philly is a three-point favorite, three-and-a-half, two-and-a-half, depending on where you look. Um, so maybe the bucks don't cover, but, um, either way I've enjoyed riding the Baker train this season. Um, and, um, uh, but I'm going to go ahead and step off, step off right here at the train station and, and focus in my energy elsewhere, uh, for the rest of the season. So that's the uh, Wild Card weekend next week. We will look at recap what happened and look ahead to what's to come, uh, as well. We'll continue to talk through the coaching changes and all that kind of stuff too. Uh, We'll just kind of close up here. College football championship Michigan wins. Um, Should there be an asterisk next to Michigan's name uh, here in the record books?
0: Well, I, you know, again, you know, Michigan won the game and so they're the national champions and you can't, um, you can't, you can't argue that. Um, Again, I think Washington had a great year. Um, yeah, we talked about that last week. I mean, you know, there's not gonna be an asterisk by it, but you know, there could be. Uh, of course, everybody's coming out now and saying, oh no, they were, you know, they were finance already. I guess the NCAA said, you know, um, you know, they won fair and square. Uh I don't know what Harbaugh's ever done anything fair and square. So anyhow, but uh Michigan won. Uh you can't deny that. They have some good players. Um, probably some of these guys we'll see in the pros, no doubt about that. Um, you know, the speculation is we'll see the coach in the pros and um, Michigan, if, if Harbaugh leaves, Michigan will have a real rebuild because again, the big tens changing with new teams coming in and um, you know, it, it'll be a new setup there, no doubt about it. So, um, but well, you have to say congratulations, Michigan, as,
1: as much as it hurts, you know, they're the national
0: champions and um, they won the game.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I don't think there should be an asterisk, first of all. Um, next year will be different. Um, if Harbaugh leaves, especially because the recruiting will probably dip down. Um, but I mean, you lose your quarterback, probably you lose your running back, you lose some defensive players, you lose some offensive linemen they're going to lose a lot. And, uh, and it's going to be tough. I think tough next year for Michigan, especially if they got to replace a coach um, as well. So, uh, but I do not think there needs to be an asterisk next to their name. I think that they, I think they did some things that were, you know, wrong um, throughout the season, but I do think they got caught and they stopped and they still won games and they won the hardest games of the season uh, without the, well, as far as we know, without the cheating. So, Um, so I'll give them, give them this one and, uh, and congratulations to Michigan fans. You finally have something to cheer for and you don't have to say maybe next year you got one, you can live on that for another two decades and, uh, and be, and be happy with it. So congratulations, uh, there to Michigan fans. And we have several friends, if I can call them that, that are Michigan fans. So I know they're happy, um, as well, uh, today and throughout this week. Uh, anything else, dad, you want to cover before we, uh, head out this week? No, a lot of football going on. And of course, a lot of sports
0: going on, you know, with college basketball and hockey and a lot of things, but a lot of football, we'll see where things go. Um, you know, the coaching thing may be about as exciting as the playoff games in a lot of ways. Um, but it'd be interesting to see, you know, who advances and then who's going to be in the Super Bowl. And, um, but like I said, you know, the coaching thing is going to be interesting. And the thing with Saban kind of throws a whole new, whole new,
1: um, you know, thing into it too. So we'll see. It does. And we really didn't talk about Pete Carroll. That's, a, that's kind of crazy too. Um, Pete Carroll stepping away and staying in the organization, staying in the Seahawks, but not being the head coach. And, uh, we'll wait and see the news on Belichick what they decide with that also. Uh, baseball season's right around the corner and that means an all new season of the sports stove fantasy baseball show. It kicks off Sunday night at 8 PM. Kevin Wilson will join me, the senior fantasy writer from bellyupsports.com. And, uh, we're going to talk about the off season. Everything that's happened. We'll have some fantasy things there as well, uh, to get this season started. And then every Sunday at 8 PM, you can catch the sports stove fantasy baseball show right here. Wherever you're tuning in now, uh, we'll be on the Belly Up Sports YouTube page. We'll be on the Sports Stove YouTube page. We'll be on the Belly Up Fantasy Facebook page. We'll be available on the audio podcast. Wherever you listen to the Sports Stove podcast on audio, you can catch the Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball show as well. Uh, then uh, the local hour continues to fly. Uh, we had baseball coach Chris Pro throw on, on uh, Monday's episode. And, by the way... Um, it has been well-received so far. Many people tuning into that one. Um, EKU head baseball coach, Chris Prothro. So local hour covers EKU sports. We continue to do that. We'll talk basketball, baseball, all kinds of other things. And then every Wednesday night right here, me and dad will keep you through the, um, uh, football playoffs, the draft, um, all that good stuff and major league baseball as well coming up very, very soon. Um, so keep tuning in. Uh, if you're going to a game or an event and you need a ticket, go to SeatGeek.com. Use the promo code BellyUpSports. You're going to get $20 off your first purchase. And if you like to eat, you need to go to RighteousFelon.com. It's the best jerky in the land, my friends. Join the flavor revolution, RighteousFelon.com. Use the promo code STOVE15, that's S-T-O-V-E-1-5, at checkout for 15% off your purchase, at every purchase, by the way, uh, with that code. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Sports Stove. If you have enjoyed the program or even found any amusement in it, give us a like, a five-star review, a share, whatever you'll do. We sure appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in to the night's edition of the Sports Stove Podcast. Go Pack Go! Until next time, we'll see you around the sports stove.